Hi, beautiful soul, and welcome to Spiritually Empowered Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. How about we start with a deep breath together? Sending out everything you don't need in this moment, softening into your physical body, your temple, your home. So today I want to bring you a message, and I just want to pray over the space right now and ask that the highest available messages come through and that your being is open to receive whatever you're meant to receive from this. So most people live their lives responding to the world. And it's, you could say it's natural, right? We're born and we're always responding, responding, responding. If something, you know, negative or hurtful happens, we get hurt. If something amazing happens, we get happy, right? We are essentially just in a state of responding to the world. And you could say that that is, that can be a place of disempowerment because our internal state of being relies on the external world. What does that mean? So as we grow up, we have this potential to develop a level of mastery, to become a magician. And none of what I'm saying belongs to me. None of it's new. Dr. Joe Dispenza has talked about this. Carolyn Elliott has talked about this. Manifestation Babe has talked about this. Shaman Durek has talked about this. That's just to name a few. And the idea of becoming a magician, which, oh my God, who the fuck would not want to become a magician, a manifester, a deliberate creator of reality. And it's not about controlling reality, but it's about playing with our powers of creation. Most people, a lot of people I'll say, they are at the disposal of the external world. They're not remembering yet that they can generate the feelings in their body of what they want to feel before the experience. If we are waking up and just responding to life, it's a fucking roller coaster. Something good happens, well, yay. Something bad happens, oh my God, I'm broken. And it's not like we can stop responding to the world because you know it's normal to have those reactions to things, right? I'm not saying that's wrong or bad, but what I am saying is you have the power to generate, to self-source your peace, to generate love, to generate pleasure. You are a generator. Well, I don't know if you were that in human design. I'm definitely not. I'm a manigen. But my message to you today has to do with remembering that this whole concept of waiting until something happens to feel a certain way is the maya. Maya is illusion. We all want to manifest things. We all want to have things. But my message for you today is why wait? Today, you can literally generate the feeling in your body of being held by your lover. And I'm not saying that desires are wrong. And I'm not saying you can't have your lover. Duh, of course not. All I'm saying is that you are so capable of creating that which you want to create in the now moment versus waiting. And this is like super simple. You can turn inside your body 
and generate the feelings. And that's a path that you'll have to walk, right? I can't, I can only tell you how I generate those feelings. One way that I generate feelings in my body is through visualizations, having a fantasy. It's not spiritual homework. It's literally having a fantasy like I would when I was a kid. Your body does not know the difference between what's real and what's imagined. So when you have this elaborate fantasy, your entire body thinks it's actually happening. And not only do you think it's actually happening, but happening, but you're actually creating new neural connections in your brain. Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about this, does science about this, where if you want to create a new reality, you can create it right now through your own inner vision. And again, it's not about spiritual homework. It's about having fun and having a fantasy. When you think about a lemon, your mouth waters. If I say, don't think about a pink elephant, the first thing you think about is a pink elephant. Our powers of inner vision are very strong. And some people focus their vision on what they don't want, what they don't want, what they don't want, what they don't want, and so they're creating what they don't want. It's good to know what you don't want. That's the purpose of contrast, perhaps. Contrast is experiencing something you don't want so that you know what you do want. Wow, there's this quality in you know, men, just for example, that I really don't love. Now I know what I do want. And some people will hang out, hang out, hang out in the don't want versus like switching into the do want and creating the feelings and you know having an experience of a reality before you can taste it in your mouth. It is having the experience, trusting the experience. It's putting all your eggs in this new basket of this new experience before it happens. That is magician status. You're walking through the world as if. Play with this. That's my invitation. Let's play with our powers to generate what we want to generate. There is such thing as poverty consciousness and wealth consciousness. And I'm not going to go into the whole talk about privilege. All of that is very real. And poverty consciousness and abundant consciousness exist without, they exist in and of themselves. So somebody with a whole bunch of physical shit, a whole bunch of money can be resonating in poverty consciousness. Money doesn't mean that you're going to feel wealthy. Having nothing doesn't mean that you're going to vibrate at scarcity. You know, people in India, you know, some people who have such, you know, such little, they're fucking radiant. That's a level of mastery here. And yes, having that radiance is going to create more wealth. So the people who are able to have and hold a vibration without relying on the physical, tangible world to prove it yet, that's magician status. That's mastery of consciousness. That's mastery of your own energy, right? So the goal of the magician is to create deliberately the state of being that they want to be in regardless of external happenings. And also, we have these two poles. Think about a pendulum. We have ecstatic bliss, and then we've got deep sorrow, right? Life is a mixture. So long as we're on this planet, we will have both sides of the coin and everything in between. 
That's just the way it is on this earth, right? We're swinging over here. We're swinging over here. And this idea of, you know, awakening and being a magician is to actually swing more towards the center, to elevate the center channel. Think about way over left is like the deepest, darkest hole of shit and pain. And then way over to the right is like ecstatic orgasmic bliss, right? These ecstatic states, these polar states, this intensity, which if you're anything like me, you've definitely felt into the intensity and maybe you go there often. (laughs) You swing back and forth. That is totally fine. That's fucking beautiful. We need to continue to unnumb ourselves and unnumb the world, like straight up. Keep diving into your emotional capacity, expanding it, breathing it through your body. And what I have found that as I do that, I actually swing more towards the center, which is fucking peace, which is wellness, which is, oh my God, like I feel fucking neutral. Like I feel beautiful inside. There's not an intense charge in me. I am well. And that's what I've been feeling lately. You know, with everything that's been going on in my romantic world, my partner and I, you know, separating, I woke up, you know, on my birthday yesterday and I'm like, dude, I feel no pain about this. And I was almost like, is that weird? And then I was like, no, Ashley, that's not weird. That's fucking beautiful. There's no charge in my body. Now, in order, that doesn't happen by accident. Here's my spiel, spiel on that. That neutrality does not happen by accident. That happens by effort, intention, and deliberate creation. What did I do to be in a space of neutrality about fucking heartbreak? Like straight up. Anytime I have, in my past two relationships, I'll say, when we have separated, especially the one before this last one, I said to myself, I am going to grieve effectively and properly. I might change the word properly now to something else, but that's what I said at the time. I'm going to grieve well because I know if I don't grieve well, then I'm going to be grieving the same relationship 10 years from now. I'm not going around the block again. I'm ready to fucking feel this now. And that's not a level of force. It's a level of willingness to go to the depths of my emotions so that I can kind of swing back to neutral. You with me? When I grieve, baby, I fucking grieve. And when there's no resistance to pain, pain is beautiful. Now, I'm not talking about violence. I'm not I'm not even just I'm not going there. I'm just talking about my experience of grieving heartbreak. When I allowed myself to grieve heartbreak, the tears were holy. I said, I'm going to feel this completely. It was really hard to move through for a while. And I went through the emotions. And I'm not saying I'm never going to feel pain about that relationship again at all. I'm just saying I'm neutral. Like, I feel beautiful. I feel so grateful in my heart. And again, that neutrality and that peace and that wellness did not happen by accident. I walked through the fire. I got on my knees. And in my last relationship, it brought me closer to spirit. Because I prayed this prayer, I'm like, take anything from my life that is not in service to my highest good, take it. Very courageous prayer. Prayers are power statements. Prayers are effective. Prayers work when they come from your deep heart and your body and your womb, if you have one, and just your heart. You're declaring your reality. Like, I want you to trust your voice right now. 
as you say it, so it is, my love. Your voice is so powerful. And if you need to go outside or get in your car and scream and unblock your channel of truth, by God, please do it. Scream and open your mouth and moan and yell and sigh. Here's how to clear the heart chakra. Let's take a deep breath. And we sigh. <sighs> Open the jaw. Liberate. Liberate. Your voice is full of spells. Right? So, this willingness to move through the full range of emotions actually swings us back to the central channel. Why? Because we're not fighting anything. If we're not fighting the freaking river stones, we just roll over them. In the past, you know, say you're five years old and something really scary happens to you and you're not able to feel the full emotion of that experience. That emotion and that aspect of yourself when you were five is going to freeze in time. It's going to freeze until you're older, until you're somehow magically drawn back into that similar emotion. And now you have the tools, the willingness, and the capacity to do a soul retrieval, essentially. And I'm not saying do all this by yourself. Um, EMDR is an amazing practice to literally unfreeze your brain from trauma. It is absolutely incredible. I do soul retrievals in my shamanic healing sessions and all these different things. So there is a lot of support out there. I'm not saying go do all this by yourself, but you can. I'm not saying you can't. But my point here is, you know, say you're a war veteran and you experience an intense trauma, there is a disassociation that can happen in order to self-preserve. This is called a soul split. And all trauma is trauma, right? If your dad, you know, left you at preschool when you were two years old and you felt so fucking abandoned and you didn't know why, that could have gotten lodged in your little two-year-old body. In that moment, there was a freezing of your energy. There was a soul split. There was a fragmentation. So as we get older and as we grow, we're going, we start to actually have this familiar feeling come back up. You know, it's interesting in shamanism, I learned that we really only have three or four main core wounds. That's good news to me. I love telling clients that I'm like, guess what? There's actually only three or four main things, you know, within you that are ready to be liberated, right? And it's like, it's like a tree, all the different leaves kind of come back to those four branches. That wasn't a perfect example, but I think you know what I'm saying here. And the main core wounds are things like fear of your power, fear of scarcity, um, separation from source, um, feeling unworthy. So with my clients I, and groups, I actually help us track back. Shamans are trackers. I don't call myself a shaman, but shamans are trackers straight up. So, and we're all shamans in our own right. You know, I'm not trying to throw that word around. That's a very sacred word, but we are all healers. How about in our own right? So you're a tracker of your own wounds. And this is actually jaguar medicine. Jaguars are trackers, baby. They go into the dark forest. They walk with power. They don't walk with fear, my love. They walk with power. How do you get to power? You fall in love with your fear. How do you get to faith? You fall in love with your doubt. You don't run from these energies. 
The reason doubt exists is because it's leading you to faith. The reason why heartbreak exists because it's leading you to wholeness. That's the duality, the two sides of the coin here. And so as we learn and get support with tracking, 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 boom, there it is. And sometimes it takes, you know, 20 minutes in a session to actually track back. What's the current challenge you're experiencing? What is the current pain? Let's walk the line backwards very gently. We don't rush. We go as deep as we can go safely together. I'm with you. A shamanic healer is like, take my hand. We're going into the mystery. We're going into the shadow. And when you do that, you liberate your entire life. Your power is inside your own darkness. Your gifts, your unclaimed desires and gifts and magic is like literally beneath your level of consciousness most of the time. And as we journey, we unearth, we unearth, we unearth, and we integrate and we become whole again. So this path is about, you could also say, remembering that you're already whole, right? That's what Zen Buddhism would say. Zen Buddhism's like, listen, you already are the awakened one. Congratulations. Like you just forgot. And so a way to have these soul retrievals is to realize that you know as we're on this path of awakening the deeper we go old shit is going to come up old familiar pain is going to come up the world is going to mirror to us the old stuff so that we can track it back and heal the original wound and there is a million ways to heal these original wounds like there's a million you can heal it in therapy you can heal it over here you can heal it in relationship like any way there's so many ways but I just want you to know also in this moment that if you're butting up against some deep, dark stuff, like, good job. That means that you are ready to move through it. You're ready to extract the gift. What I've learned from Pain to Purpose Style is that if we still have a negative pattern, for me, one of the biggest ones was binge eating. If I still had that, then it's not done blessing me yet. And again, that's never to cover up the pain. That's never to say, you know, that's never to invalidate the, the pain. Like I literally felt so much pain through this, through this looping. But I had this perspective. Here's what broke the cycle in my consciousness. Every cycle is breaking in the consciousness first, my love. You have an aha and then everything changes. Right? Things change in the spirit, in the mind, in the invisible first, and then everything else floods downstream. That's, to me, true sustainable change. So I was like, damn, okay, this binge eating pattern, it's not done blessing me yet. That's why it's still here. What's the gift? What's the gift? What's the gift? Why is my wise soul choosing to experience this looping that went on for over a year of binge eating and intense shame? Why is this happening? What's the gift? What's the gift? What's the gift? And one of the gifts was to learn to love myself unconditionally. I was conditionally loving myself. If you binge eat, I do not love you. Like you're an asshole. Like you're, you're fucked up. That's what, that's kind of the pattern that I was going through. It was like, dude, you fucking suck to myself. It was some level of that. And that really hurts. Unconditional love says it's really big and the ego thinks it's like so yucky. It's like, oh my God, it like grosses out the ego probably, right? Because it's like 
you can do anything and I'll still love you. You can do or not do anything and I'll still love you. You can kill someone and I'll still love you. That is how extreme and ruthless unconditional love is. And you deserve that. So if you're secretly, silently, or not secretly or silently judging yourself for something, what if you just loved it? That's what I did. I was like, damn, I have judged myself and it hasn't worked. It's not effective. And I was like, wow, okay, what's another thing I can try? How about loving myself? How about there's a gift in this? How about this is blessing me? And that's when the rift in the pattern happened. It was like, boom, the pattern got disrupted. We are pattern disruptors. And what I've learned is that the energy that feeds the demons in the patterns is judgment. Shoulds and should nots. And that's not saying you shouldn't have boundaries. That's just saying, you know, with yourself and the shit that you do, judgment will keep you hooked. Why is your beautiful soul choosing to have this experience and how is it blessing you? Um, Teal Swan, very controversial figure these days, but I fucking love her. Like straight up, like I don't care. (laughs) Her teachings and her energy, like it works for me. Now, not all of her stuff works for me. And yeah, there's a ton of ego there. But honestly, like I really have gotten a lot from her teachings. And she had said something like self-sabotage does not exist. Say you keep sabotaging romantic relationships. Are you sabotaging or are you self-protecting? That's the shift in perspective. If you said, I'm sabotaging, then now you're wrong. Then now you have to go fix yourself, go heal yourself. But if you're self-protecting, you would then say, wow, thank you. The thank you is absolutely liberating. The fix and the judgment is a box. And it's going to keep you from seeing the blessing and the opportunity. And it's going to keep you repeating the cycle. I think our souls are so wise that we'll actually repeat the cycles that we hold the most judgment towards so that we can neutralize the judgment and actually do our part to heal our family on this planet, like this wider collective family. And it's like, you know, if somebody has addiction has an addiction issue, there are spirits from the underworld. There are spirits that are connected to that addictive energy and they'll actually come in and feed off of that pattern. So as you liberate your own addictions and as you liberate this judgment, you're actually healing everyone. I really want you to feel that. The greatest thing you can do is heal yourself, like literally. Recognize that you're already healed and start loving these parts of yourself that are calling to be loved. A person of power is a person who's owned themselves fully. And it's not this perfect, this perfection thing, right? It's not like you're getting it right or you need to get it right. You know, it's like the greater amount of love and acceptance you can hold in your body to yourself, like that's just rock star status. (laughs) Like that is fucking epic. And as you generate, going back to the beginning, as you generate and liberate from the inside out, not only are you helping us all to heal because our consciousness is one, our consciousness is connected, this is the hall of mirrors, but you are also changing your reality. You're going to start manifesting new things. Joe Dispenza says, if you sit down and meditate and you change your state of being by not trying to change yourself, that's Ashley's little 
pen there. Because <clears throat> if you go in and try to change, try to change, try to change, that's a secret judgment you're holding of you should be different. If you go in to meditate and you love the shit out of yourself and you cry and you laugh and you meditate and you meet spirit and you meet God, how whatever you do, you do. <laughs> and you walk out of your meditation and your consciousness is elevated, guess what? Nothing in your external environment has shifted. You just elevated your consciousness through your own um, being. And he's like, get ready for life to change for you. New opportunities coming in, meeting new people, meeting your husband at the coffee shop, your future husband at the coffee shop, meeting, you know, what people need to realize. And I'm saying that with, I'm doming you right now, <laughs> which is domination. My friend asked last night, she's like, what does doming mean? I'm like, holy fuck. <laughs> I've been saying that. I wonder if... um anybody else doesn't know. So anyways, I've just been playing with those power energies. So what people need to realize is that their being matches with their reality, right? As you shift what's inside of you, the world shifts. And there's a lag period, my love, right? You're holding a new vibration. You just cleared this relationship pattern. You just realized dude, and this happened to me, I kept attracting men, this was a couple years ago, who wouldn't commit. They were like wavering. They're like, eh, I could have you or not, like whatever. And I'm like, yo, that's fucked up. And it really disappointed me. The key energy that I kept feeling was disappointment. It was so big and it kept coming up. It was like, what the fuck? I could have said, what's wrong with all these fucked up men? But I said, now, is there a part of Ashley? Thank you, Carolyn Elliott, for her work on existential kink. I said, is there a part of me that feels safer attracting men who won't commit? I just got curious. I said, is there a part of me that likes this? Because one of her axioms is having is evidence of wanting. And that's a very offensive thing to believe, right? Because that means that, I mean, this is very out there and it can be very offensive. And I'm offended just talking about it. I'm kidding. <laughs> but in terms of big traumas and big, you know, big things like that, you know, take this or leave this, but this is really out there. She's like having is evidence of wanting whatever's in front of you. Some part of you has a desire to experience that. Take that or leave that. So I got curious. I started to explore that. You know, what part of me is there? Just first, is there a part of me that actually likes this? Hmm. Some people secretly like chaos. Some people secretly like this. Some people secretly like that. In a way to be a human in power is to unshame yourself. Bring it to light because things have a lot of pull and, and um, energy when they're in the dark. So as I brought that awareness to light, well, shit, there is a part of me that likes men who don't commit. In fact, I fucking love it. And so I went on that journey and it didn't just include that awareness, but that awareness can change everything in and of itself. You just brought that to light. Now your vibration shifted. But I did a little more exploring, right? I was like, you know, is my inner masculine wobbly? Because I couldn't stand this energy of wobble. I'm like, where am I not all in? I want you to be all in or all out all in or all out. And so I said, okay, now it's time for me to embody the all in or all out. If you want a partner with this quality, baby, it's time to develop this quality that, you know, in yourself, you're the mirror, you're the common denominator 
through everything that you've ever experienced. I'm not blaming, I'm not shaming, I'm not saying it's all your fault. I don't think we have that much control. Maybe we do. I think it's rather a co-creation with the divine. There is a level of mystery, but I'd say more than anything, you know, our energy influences our reality straight up. And I want this to be fun for you. I want this to be exciting. You know, what patterns are showing up and can you look at them in a new way? What's the gift? What's the blessing? What's the teaching? When I was in the hospital getting my appendix taken out, I was like, why the fuck am I in the hospital getting my appendix taken out? Right? It's not like I just sit at home and explore shadow work. I go to the hospital. I have the experience of getting my appendix taken out and being supported by Western medicine. And then I ask shamanically, "Mm, why did this happen for me? Keyword four. Because I knew, and I don't know if this is 100% accurate. This is just what I feel. I knew that if I didn't receive the blessing that my soul wanted to receive from being in that hospital bed, I was probably going to be back in that hospital bed. Because there's a reason why I'm sitting here. And it's not about getting over analytical, not at all. Because listen, I've totally done that. It's more about posing the question, spirit, you know, you can ask the stars at night, go outside, ask the dark sky, say, why is my soul here? Why am I in another relationship that's full of lies? You know, just have that contemplative moment with the sky. Oh my God, you don't even have to have an answer. (laughs) You literally just have to ask if you want, you know, asking your own heart, you know, holy shit, what's the blessing? I'm curious. You know, prayers are very powerful. I'm curious, great spirit. Why am I here and what do I want to learn from this pattern? I'm open to see this in a new way. I'm ready to receive the gift and move on from the cycle. Please show me. Aho. And then listen, 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 and feel because the answers are coming. Ask and it is given. Another little tidbit. Ask, ask, ask. Ask the sky. Ask your heart. Ask your friends. Ask. I always love to go to the night sky because we can ask a book or we can ask spirit directly. You with me? And spirit can speak to us in books. Hell yeah, spirit can speak to us through a song. Oh my God, let me know through the ethers. Have you ever listened to a song or like pressed play and it's like literally a message from God, goddess, divine universe? Yeah, we have all of these ways. A feather on your foot. 222444, want to take the signs further. In the moment where you see a sign, say, Soul, I want you to down, I want you to please download the message from the spirit world that you're wanting to hear right now. Seeing 222 is great, but did you get the message? You can ask further. Go deeper. What's the message? Please download the message into my body right now. (laughs) I will straight go to the river and I'll pretend like I'm a rock. I'm like, Listen, I used to go to the river, and I'm not judging any of this, or I'm not saying it's wrong. I used to go to the river and take GBs and, like, smoke weed. Do you know what a GB is? I used to take GBs in the river and just feel like I was a walking dead person, like, feel very, very stoned and tired and just in a cloud. And now I'm totally sober and clear, and I'll go to the river, and I'll just, number one, I'm happy. Like, thank God. I don't need those energies anymore. I don't, I don't need anything but my own being to be well. That's this uh, self-generating power. We don't need anything. Like, we're well. We're well. 
Now I go to the river, I sit on the rock and I'm like, soul, I want you to experience yourself as a rock right now. I just play with my powers. (laughs) I'm like wind spirits. I'm with you and I thank you for being here with me. How's your day today? Water spirits, you know, I pray over you and I sing a song for the water to be healed on this planet. We are so powerful and it does not have to be spiritual homework. It can literally be fun and playful. Does your inner child want to practice turning into a rock (laughs) or drawing a picture? I don't know. That's just what I did and sometimes do. It's really fun. Okay. So let's see what other messages want to be dropped in right now, spirit, anything else? So let's do a little meditation. How about we close down your eyes? And if you're driving, how about not close down your eyes? How about let's just drop in really quickly. Let's just take a couple deep breaths together. Feel your body. And I want you to think of something that you want to manifest. Think of something that you want to manifest into your life. Now I want you to picture it in your mind and feel it in your body as it already is done. Like, congratulations. I want you to visualize you calling your friend and saying, oh my fucking goodness, like, it's here. Let's just feel that for a second. Play with me for a minute. And if that energy of it's here feels like too much of a stretch, your body's like, no, it's not. Then go one step down and say, I feel it coming. I feel it coming. Like I literally feel it coming. And I want you to feel that energy. It's like saying, you know, I'm a million dollar, I'm a million dollar business owner. You know, if it's too far out from where you are, your body's going to reject it. But so feel in your body, maybe it feels really, you know, it turns you on to think, I feel it getting closer. Stay with that. Let's breathe there. And as you breathe, breathe through your spinal column. Clear out the central channel. This is called the Sashumna Nadi in yoga, the great river, the great highway of energy. Imagine there's a river in your spine and you're just breathing and clearing out. (sighs) Exhale the breath. And you can say out loud, soul, I want you to make space for this beautiful gift to enter your life. That's my invitation for you to say out loud, soul, I want you to make space for this beautiful manifestation to enter your life in the highest way possible. And if you want to go a step further, you can pray the prayer I prayed, remove anything from my life, great spirit, that is not in harmony with who I'm destined to become. And go ahead and and close up with, I am completely safe here in my body. Touch your heart, touch your womb if you have one, if you can. Lastly, I am completely led by unconditional love. And say it until you feel the confidence in your voice. I am completely led And let your energy kind of shift forwards when you say led. I am led. Let your heart kind of jet forwards. I am led by unconditional love. Love is leading me. 
It ain't fear, baby. It's love. Love is leading me. Now I'll take a deep breath. <sighs> Shake it out if you can. And then I want to invite you to go fuck around and find out. <laughs> Try on something new. Try on a new energy. Step out, step out, step out. See what's good. Go a different place. Go a different coffee shop. Start opening new doors, my love. Repeat as needed. I am fully safe in my body. You are fully safe in your body. And Shaman Dirk taught me that if you use the word you versus I, it's a little or a lot stronger. And I agree. So I will say this exactly. You are safe in your body. Speaking to myself. Very powerful. And just take a deep breath. <sighs> and the last message I want to deliver to you is you were born to achieve everything that your heart desires to achieve. A desire is not planted within your heart if there is not a path to receive it. I want you to trust the invisible. I want you to trust and lean into your version of great spirit, whatever that means for you. It's my invitation. Have just some more trust, my love. And I'm right there with you in increasing that. You are literally destined. The dreams in your heart are arriving right now. And start counting the dreams in your life that have already come to be. Don't skip over the blessings you've already experienced. What have you already healed? What have you already dreamed into being? More is on the way and you're being prepared for it all with love and joy and laughter. Open up some new doors. Kick open some new doors. Fuck around and find out. And remember to enjoy the journey, my love. The spirit world is aligning things for you. Miracles are available to you. Invoke them, call them in, and share them with others. And share this episode with others, please, if it really spoke to you today. And I'd love to hear about your vision, about anything you want to share with me. How did this support you? What was an aha for you? Because as I'm sharing, I guarantee in your own heart, wisdom within you is awakening. What are your ahas? And also before I sign off today, if you love this space, if you love this energy, if you would love support for six entire months, I want to be your spiritual guide and your soul growth mentor, not to tell you where the path is, but to hold you as you awaken to your own path forwards and upwards and beyond where you currently are. Yeah. So if that jives with you, I've changed around the mentorship or the membership dates, my love. And so doors are now going to open, which means the cart opens, which means enrollment opens Friday, March 17th. It's actually literally only like a week away, I think, or two weeks, something like that. <clears throat> so whenever you're listening to this, um, doors open March 17th and we're going to start the membership we're going to start our six month path onwards and upwards april and i would get in quickly because i'm going to close the doors and seal the container for the entire six months so if you have a tingling that you want to be in this sacred community fucking leap like it's your time and i 
am smiling and going to have an absolute blast amping you up and dancing with you on Zoom and creating this incredible container of soul growth and epic empowerment for you. Imagine where you could be and who you could be rather in six months time if you took a step in a new direction. And this membership might just be that new direction for you. So again, it's 55 bucks a month, like literally the price of like two meals to have my support all month long for six months. I mean, that's a no brainer in my opinion. So anyways, expect more podcast content, expect more interviews. I love you so much. All the links are going to be in the show notes. Please share this episode. Put a review on Apple and Spotify if you do desire to share the love. And I am so excited to connect with you soon, my love. See you next time. Hey, love. Thank you so much for tuning in today for Spiritually Empowered Podcast. I hope you absolutely loved this episode. And if you did, please share it with somebody who you really feel would benefit from these teachings and from this remembrance. I hope you have an incredible day wherever you're at in your world. And I will talk to you very soon. Love you.